What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Two Old Souls. This is the show where we talk about the movies, the shows, the music, and uh, the memories, and in this case, the friends that keep us young. All in an effort to answer the question that has plagued mankind since Murtaugh met Riggs. Are we too old for this shit? I'm one of your hosts, Michael. With me, as always, is Andrew. It's here tonight for a very special episode. How you doing, man? Good, man. The Goonies never say die. No, they do not. No, they do not. You know what I'm saying? So special we're here episode today. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to us for the first time, welcome. I believe this is going to be our technically, like, I'm envisioning to the, for this to be sort of one of the first, it's like a multi-episode drop when we finally put everything on like Spotify and Apple. We thought we'd start off uh, with something a little, you know, a little different than what we've done in the past, but the occasion definitely warrants it. So without really beating around the bush, um, Andrew and I, we both lost a really good friend of ours last month, our good friend, Mr. Seville Gamble. And, you know, uh, we are releasing this episode along with a couple of our earlier ones. They're a little bit out of order, but it all kind of makes sense. Um, our episode where we're talking about all the Batman movies and an episode where we were talking about, uh, the, I think it's just the trilogy, right? The Star Wars trilogy? The original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, that was he, our real, real good friend, was on those episodes with us. And it's been, it's been tough. It's been, it's been about a month now, which yeah, so... Yeah, we're, we're pushing, pushing exactly a month almost. I mean, I think. a month today, if yeah, we're being today. technical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. So exactly right. we lost him on June 22nd. And it's July 22nd now, so that's super wild, but I just thought we would... This guy meant a lot to both of us, and we thought it would just be... I mean, there's so many things we could do to kind of help us both along this process, but I thought it would be nice, especially considering we had him here on the show as our co- as a co-host, and, you know, he helped... That's some pretty good-ass conversation, really raw, unfiltered shit from the earlier, uh, earlier episodes, but... Um, what, you know, I think there's just one more way we can continue to really just kind of keep them alive in our hearts and show, just express gratitude for how much, how much he meant to the both of us. So that's why we're, that's what we're here to do today. We'll be swapping some stories, just talking about, talking about our friend. Um, but then, you know, to, we'll also talk about one of his favorite movies, uh, which was 1985's The Goonies, but we'll get, we'll get there. Andrew's wearing a pretty sick custom shirt right now that you yeah. will see on the thumbnail art i think or at least on the social medias just to touch on it i mean we do the show because you know one we're very nostalgic people mm-hmm. um and you know this person seville shared a lot of our uh interest in certain nostalgic items and and themes and movies and xyz etc he was always like into doing it with us doing this show yeah with us, he was so. always game for it right yeah. and um <clears throat> and and just part of doing the show is you know i feel like we owe it to like the listeners we have to let them know where we are mm-hmm. in life and um chasing amy this shit have some yeah. something more personal to say you know what i mean yeah. right um and and this is one of those times we need to let you guys know where where we're at and you know what's going and on in our lives mm-hmm. um and this is a big thing that's been like occupying our brains and minds and hearts for the last exactly a month now which mm-hmm. i don't think this was planned i didn't even no. think of the date um even though you know june 22nd's a date that i'll never you know forget now mm-hmm. um but this wasn't like planned as like an anniversary or anything but uh it just turned out that way so yeah, yeah just, i look forward works that way it's, kinda, yeah. it's pretty weird <laughs> yeah I, I look forward to this one um mm-hmm. so 
yeah, we're just going to get into some personal stories and memories and yeah. uh, give our thoughts about The Goonies. We both, I mean, I love that movie. Um, it's pretty sick. I, yeah, I grew up with it. Pretty sure. great. We'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. it. We'll get there. But first, like, we'll, let's get on, you know, it's a, it's like a reverse. It's like watching an episode of Full House or fucking, like, Boy Meets World in Reverse where it's like the sentimental moral with the... I, I really want to just find... I've Googled this quick aside, or I've definitely YouTubed this. I've tried to find, like, an isolated music cue from when they, like, they drop science or, like, this is the moral of the episode. It's always, like, mm. this really, like, twinkly or, like, piano sort of thing. I know, know what you're talking like, about. chimes or something going on. Yeah. Like, I've tried to Google, like, like full house moral music or Boy Meets World lesson... Lesson music. I learned something today. Yeah, yeah. basically. I yeah. don't. I don't know what you would call those. You, it's probably just yeah, like you said, some kind of cue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we need one of those. Yeah, we'll find that. If I knew how to play piano, I would just do it. But but there was a lot of actually like there was a lot of Boy Meets World stuff that was on guitar towards the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So I could probably learn some of that too. But anyway, I digress. Let's talk about our friend here. I met him, so I knew him just. A little bit longer than you. I only got, you know, just one extra year. Yeah. So I came in to work with work at uh, at the elementary school in the city. That was a brand new job for me. That was my first job. That was my second job ever. First job out of retail. And I am just, you know, there was a week of, you remember how it was, like a week of, you know, I think trainings and orientation in August before, a week before the school year started. And you're just getting to know everybody. And me, I'm just like, who are all these people? And I'm kind of not sizing people up in a bad way, but just trying to get a feel for kind of who everybody is. And it's such a, it was such a smattering of people, different ethnicities. You know, everyone was around a certain age, but there was definitely like a spread for sure. So I, I was, I didn't really know which way was up, but I just remember seeing this like one really tall dude every day. And I'm just like, it was, he had this kind of resting face where like, I don't know. He, he, this dude, his eyebrow game was very distinct. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably a kind of a weird observation to make, but mean. there was just something about it where it, I couldn't tell if he was just like sizing up the situation or the people in the room or what. But that was the first thing I really remember about him. And the other thing I think too is because he had that piercing, like oh, so your eyebrow. eyes always just yeah. kind of immediately went to his eyebrows, kind of like why Michael Jackson wore, like, the wore the white socks so you would stare at his feet while he was dancing. <laughs> it's funny because, like, the eyebrow piercing, I feel like it's not... It's kind of dated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so, late like, 90s, I think. Yeah, I think I so saw I'm, some old footage, and I was like, oh, so he had it since then. Mm-hmm. I think post-high school he probably so, got it. It's like, when I saw him with it, I was just like, oh, that's... I don't know too many people, like, anymore that mm-hmm. rock that. I know people that did. I knew some girls that had it, but mm. when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, he pulled it off, though. Yeah. I think that that much is clear. At the end of the day, he did he did pull that off very yeah. well. And it wasn't like every day too. He would just he would like whip it out and like. Would oh, he not shit. wear it every day? No. Nah. Oh, okay. I, I don't guess. think so. Yeah. I don't really understand so the mechanics. Yeah. I don't really understand the mechanics of like piercings and stuff. Mm. So I don't know. It's like, do you have to wear? It? Do you have to leave it in forever? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't, he did. I don't. No, I guess not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to like see pictures now. So that was the first thing I kind of remember about him, and I was like, oh, his, even his name is cool. Like, I don't know. He just had this kind of like, it was he was like charismatic without being like without beating you over the head with it. If that kind of makes sense, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was just this sort of energy. It was like you just kind of wanted to know. I, me personally, I just wanted to kind of know more about the guy and stuff. I was or just learn or like get to know him. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe he'd be my friend. Maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. Like he looks quite a bit older than me. 
I'm a terrible judge of people's age, so I think I at least had him pegged for like maybe his mid to late thirties at the time. Who who knows? Um, you're, li- you're right. Little did I know. Yeah. Well, no, not really. I mean, little did I know he was. Oh, I guess I guess yeah. When I met him, that's a good point. Yeah, I, thought, I think he was. Yeah. So he must have been turning thirty nine that year. But yeah. yeah, when I found out that he yeah. was pushing forty, because he invited me to his birthday that year. Like mm-hmm. it took a few months of me kind of just getting acclimated and whatnot. And I don't remember what our earliest interactions were, but. Yeah, eventually, uh, October 2014, he, I guess that week he was like, hey, we're all, you know, I'm, some of us are going, going out for my birthday later this week at Urban Putt. You've been there. Have you been there before? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's this, so it's this I've, pretty, I know what it is, but yeah. I don't know if I've been there. Yeah, it's this really cool uh, indoor mini golf place in the Mission, and I think it was built into an old mortuary or something, um, so you can kind of tell it's a little spooky, like the, the okay. interior architecture. Yeah. It's on South Van Ness, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he invited me there, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like, uh, <laughs> um, I think I didn't been invited out before to hang out with coworkers, but I never really gave a shit. Like at Barnes, I worked at Barnes and Noble, and everybody there was nice enough, but I never really like felt like I could really wanted to be people's friends off the clock and stuff. But you mm-hmm. know, when he invited me out, I felt pretty fucking flattered. You know, I mean, I was just like, you know, I was still trying to find my place in the in the school and. Even then, I didn't really feel like I was necessarily on the same kind of, like, social level at a certain point because I was just an aide. Like, I wasn't, like, a teacher. Mm. I was just working with one kid at the time, and, so... And you, uh, yeah. you when you worked there, you were there from, like, the start of the year through? Like, yeah. You, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I came gotcha. in, you know, before a week before school started and everything mm. like that. So, yeah, that was my first, uh, first kind of moment of being like, oh, shit, like, this dude, <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's it's almost like a like a teen movie or something like oh so and so noticed me or like I can go sit at the cool table and, and things like that. So that's always kind of how I felt about it. Mm. Yeah, and I don't really remember like specifics after that. But yeah, we'd start to hang out more. We like when we went we went to Brewcade after work, and you know we would ju- I would just kind of bug him before or after program and and things like that. And I'd see the way that he was with the kids, and I always really just kind of admired how he carried himself. I was mm-hmm. like, he makes it. He always made it look so easy. Like yeah. Yeah. Even though he, it was always pretty clear on his face when he wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I guess, yeah. S- similar way I met him. Um, yeah, I worked, I started working there the year after you did. Uh, him and I were both fifth grade, mm-hmm. uh, group leaders, or you guys, I guess we could say teachers for the sake of, like, um, the show. But yeah, we were both the fifth grade lead teachers, or I wasn't the lead, but he was the lead of a different class, and I was the TA for a different class. So mm-hmm. we were the only two. There's two fifth grade classes, and we were both in each of them. There'd just be days where we would. I remember when I like really started talking to him was uh, he called this like conference with the fifth graders, the fifth grade teachers after work one day to talk about like bullying, and uh, I just remember him and I were the only ones willing to stay longer to talk about it. Once the clock was up, the other two didn't want to stay, and he made a comment about that like you know this is a job where you will have to do a couple of things off the clock and um he didn't like impose it but i knew enough to where i was like i care about this shit and i i could see he also cares about it and like i want to talk more about this topic so he kind of opened up my eyes to more of um like the nuances of what we do in that that field because like stuff i didn't think is was, was bullying he would explain to me how it would fall in that category so like for example if you're playing sports and then someone says oh you suck i wouldn't take that much as like bullying because i'm not looking at it as if someone's being targeted Mm -hmm. and picked on but when you put it in the context of like 
we're not an athletic program. Some kids have different skill sets, and some yeah, kids have never played before. Like so yeah. when you really break it down, someone could perceive it as such. Yeah. So he made me realize that just by, like, explaining it to me. It was, like, the job first is how I kind of started knowing him. Mm-hmm. Like, learning the learning the position and learning what you should be doing. Yeah, then he started asking me to hang out. He'd be like, hey, uh, what are you doing after work? I remember the first time I hung out with him, he asked me what I was doing after work. He needed a ride to... Uh, South City Bart and I live in. I gave you know, him a South couple City. rides. I've given him yeah. many rides too. <laughs> and I'm not sure what he's he never doing. Drove. I don't know. He told me why. He had this crazy ass story about like almost getting in a car accident mm. on the 280, like okay. af- past uh, like St. Thomas More and Stonestown and all that. Right, because so, he I, he used mm-hmm. to uh, drive from like San Jose out here, mm-hmm. I think, for a job. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, and then like just from there, we just I just started getting to know him. We we had similar just interest as far as um the type of 90s music like we listen to as far as you know certain bands and you know we have um we both really like janet jackson i think he was listening to the new janet album when i came when i when i went there they're doing the haunted house prep and he was like in his little corner Mm -hmm. and i was going to help him and i noticed he was listening to the new janet song Mm -hmm. or the new album i was like hey is this the new album and we started talking about Mm -hmm. janet for a little bit so just little occurrences like that then you know just a friendship builds up from there yeah. but that's kind of how i met him yeah. was uh we we're both in the same the same grade group and uh talked a lot about the kids and you know what we could do and just you know from there uh you realize if you're like-minded or not and luckily i felt like i was pretty like-minded yeah him. and uh he was like one of the first people at that place him and you know my girlfriend now we're the we're like the two people that really helped me like get a grasp of how to how I could be a um, a youth worker or something mm-hmm. that works with youth. Effect- not like a pastor. He's not not not, not that kind of youth worker. <laughs> Just sort of. Yeah. Well, they like helped me be find out how I could be efficient. Yeah. In my own way, and like you know, when you work in those places, some of, some of the newbies like they'll go out of their way to play with kids. They'll do like a lot and exert a lot of energy in their first week, and then it just kind of goes down. Yeah, it just fizzles out. Yeah. And uh, he was kind of the one who showed me you don't have to really fake it to be a role model. You don't have to pretend to like playing. You could do something else. Yeah, and that's talk true. Talk to kids that aren't doing that shit. So yeah. like, um, wow, I never really thought about that, but that yeah. is such a really that is such a good point. Like he was so good. At that, and I know we're just really talking about him right now, in terms of his job and stuff. Like, he, of course, he was more than that, but I think this is really indicative of who he was as a person. Now mm. that you really bring that up, I mean, he always, <laughs> he always, he was a really thoughtful guy. He wasn't like, but he wasn't like a loud mouth about it. Like, he mm. always kind of, you know, if you managed to work your way into a conversation with him, you'd kind of hear exactly where he was, what was on his mind, and what was what he was coming from, but. Yeah, I, it really just occurred to me just how thoughtful he was and how how good he was at, re, as you, I think you just what you just described was, you know, kind of reading between the lines, like looking kind of under under the surface and stuff, which, you mm-hmm. know, like then he'd always kind of express that in another way. Like he fucking loved like fan theories and shit like that. He yeah. always he'd always <laughs> be like. He's like, hey, Mikey, I just wrote, I read this, like, crazy-ass theory on Screen Rant. I'm like, you're always on Screen Rant, dude. <laughs> like, but, it's a movie Poop Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, um, and and he, like, I don't know, he did a lot of stuff he didn't have to do, like, mm-hmm. for me. Like, you know, he would notice when I would, like, go above and beyond there when, like, you know, the leadership wouldn't. And I remember, like, one time he, like, put some, like, candy and, like, a soda in the refrigerator for me. He's like, hey, there's something in the fridge for you. That's because I noticed you were doing this with this kid and you were mm-hmm. helping them out and you were being super patient. Like, I just want to let you know I saw that. So I got you something. No. And, like, 
Someone gave me shit about it because they saw it in those Reese's and the soda. They're like, oh, that's a, that's a high sugary diet. And I'm like, fuck you. You don't know, like, where this came from. I yeah. didn't buy this. Like, this is giving exactly. to me. Like, this is, this is a, this is, tra- this is validation right here. Yeah. So he would do things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a good sense of humor. Um, I just remember that first year, like. Like, kind of salty, but it's just really lovable at the same time. Yeah. I well, couldn't, yeah. That's the way that I always thought of it. Oh, shit. Um, I almost ripped the. Good, good we're cool we're cool Judo chop. um but no like i two very specific stories of that year aside from just our friendships but like your first year right? our, my okay. first year um when our first year together yeah that's like, true that's all of true. us but um and the only year i think all that, of us that together, is also true at that, <laughs> at that job specifically yeah but yeah. uh one was um we had secret buddies. I don't know if you remember doing that, where you'd, like, give Yeah, someone, I forgot who like, I was paired with. I didn't have somebody that I was, like, super, like, friendly with, so it oh, wasn't me as neither. fun for me. But Seville was, like, he got me, so yeah. he was leaving me gifts. So, like, he knew I had a, a crush on Sama Hayek, like, when I was growing up. I had mentioned it. And then, like, one time I go into my classroom, and there's, like, this fucking picture from Sama Hayek off of People magazine, like, just to print out. And it has like some handwritten. Was note. it vintage or was it like a like a late nineties People magazine or like a current? Probably probably something. It could have been like mid two thousands. Okay, like the style of her, like the way she looked. Yeah. But, um, it was just like her, like, like you know, Frida. hand on face, like yeah, yeah. you know, like a, just a model shot. Uh-huh. But um, it had like a handwritten note. It's like, dear Andrew, I know all you you're doing a whole bunch of work. Or is it like, hey, sexy? It said something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like Seville's words, but it looked like Josh's handwriting. Oh my god! And um, there was like a box of Madelines there, so mm-hmm. that always cracked me up. Like, just he like listened, you know, like yeah, he was very thoughtful like that. Yeah, like he must have known like what kind of kick I would have got to see like mm-hmm. the Salma Hayek like mm-hmm. he, like even do like some bootleg ass uh, autograph too yeah. at the end. So like that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and our little uh, Civil War Marvel thing we had. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, wait, remind me again. He was. He was Team Iron Man. He was Team Iron Man. And yeah. you and I were Team Captain America. We were. So uh, him and Marta were Team Iron Man that whole time. And and uh, like towards the end of the year, I asked him if I could go print something out in the computer lab. So yeah. he gave me the keys. And he was the computer teacher at the time where he had access to the computer lab. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up... And I was gone for a long time from wherever whatever we were doing. But I changed every single monitor on the computer lab to captain america's screensavers so and he like got a kick out of it you went on every individual computer each one that would turn on was it all the same picture or were they all different all different i just would go to google images and say captain america whichever one popped up because some of them wouldn't like save Uh but um but yeah he got a kick out of that he even posted it online i think i do remember that yeah so i was like awesome he wasn't (laughs) i thought he might get pissed Uh like i thought he would have been hella mad at me for doing that because i remember he was like don't ever touch this computer and i changed that one too so you know i i took a risk with that but it's a it was a good prank he had a good sense he he had a good sense of humor i mean like i think he was definitely i think he respected people who could like take take whatever they dished or whatever you Mm -hmm. know i think and i mean what was always really interesting is that he held it didn't matter if you were one of the kids or if you were one of the adults or the coworkers. Like he held all of it. He really kind of held all of us to the same standard. Mm-hmm. You and know, it was, a, it was a high standard. Too. Yeah, and it was a pretty high standard. Like he was a tough cookie. Like he wasn't like a complete hard ass by any stretch of the imagination, but he always expected a lot. I feel like he was just a really good practicer, yeah. practitioner of um, treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, and like he he did do a lot selflessly for other people. Some of it's funny, some of it's kind of cruel. Mm-hmm. Like uh, giving Josh a bunch of groceries for his birthday, but <laughs> knowing he doesn't have a car and only has a bike, oh and my telling God. him that like uh-huh. 
you know the the thought of you on the thought of you with that stuff on your bike makes me chuckle right like that's that's a great sense of humor but you yeah. gave him a lot of stuff that he noticed that he liked and uh-huh. like and the silver lining in that is you know um seville what, what outside of work like what yeah what's some memorable things outside well, of work well, I, will, I, mean, I mean this most of our friendship was outside of work that's true that's true i will um, kind of bring it and this is kind of like started in work but then kind of made its way outside like so for me Never, I mean, I guess a gift that he really kind of gave me was, so a little bit more, I guess, digging more into my childhood. I've always had somewhat, I guess I've always had sort of wishes or dreams, whatever you want to call it, inclinations about like wanting to be a dancer or whatever. Um, I was always just, You're pretty good at dancing, man. You got a good rhythm. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) I think it's the drummer in me. I was like, I can, Mm. I'm pretty good at just like keeping counts and like hitting counts and shit like that, but yeah, so anyway, once I started working at Sherman, like, I heard that, oh, like, oh, this, that the staff would put on these dances or whatever, and that this, you know, this Seville would usually be the one who was choreographing it, so naturally, I kind of jumped at the chance to do that stuff. I forgot exactly what the first, I think maybe the first dance we did was something just really basic, like, some, maybe it was I Want You Back or something like that by mm-hmm. Jackson 5, and but then later that year, we did, we did this Missy Elliott is pretty sick like missy elliott medley and we do these things with like glow in the dark gloves you know um and then the following year we did probably my favorite thing was like the pop like the sort of 90s 2000s pop medley like when we did all the backstreet boys and in sync was that when our kids did that i think our 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 classes had that right yeah i think well they kind of had their own version of that but yeah we Mm -hmm. did like bye 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 no scrubs larger than life and wannabe and stuff and that was like all those routines that i'd like memorized off tv off tv watching it as a kid i don't know i kind of (laughs) felt i don't i sometimes when it came to those dances i almost felt like i was sucking up to the teacher a little like the teacher because i was like i know this i know this i like don't I know? And he'd sometimes he'd be like okay everybody watch michael watch what he's doing you know i'd get a little you know ball to tucker yeah, follow, pass the ball to Tucker, exactly. And yeah, I don't know, anytime you just kind of get that little that little extra nudge of kind of like approval from him, it, it felt pretty damn good. I don't know, again, because he was such a stickler, I suppose. I think that's probably like the best, that's another word I think is that is appropriate. <laughs> he was just like the the classic like mentor mm-hmm. in a way for that field for me and, and, and kind of in life too, like how you should... I feel like he was a good example of how to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and you should cross that line of being rude sometimes. Like yeah. just kind of being like, straight don't up. Don't take like the the phrase I believe is yeah, do no harm but take no shit. He he doesn't he didn't lie down for people. So like if he felt like it was something against him or if if he felt wrong then he would let you know. And he might be emotional about it, but a lot of us are and um I thought a lot of the times he at least what he let me in on was yeah. he, he like I'm not gonna say he was 100 percent right all the time, but he, I always understood where he came from. I always, I always respected. I always empathized yeah. and I always yeah. put myself in his shoes, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd feel and do the exact same thing for the most part. Um, which I, which kind of like this might bring me out a different tangent, but like that's what's so scary now. Like when I'm trying to like grieve and whatnot, like I, th- I feel like him and I have like the same uh, had the same kind of like emotional reactions to things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do. F- like the stuff he would kind of verbally say, I would still feel that. Like I may not say it, but I still felt a lot of it. Like mm-hmm. in in my own situations in life. So yeah. now, like when I'm thinking of those things, I immediately think of him because I think that's kind of how we, kind of how we bonded was like our disgust, oh, yeah, our, our like, distaste for like stupidity. You know what I mean? Stupidity. <laughs> and like how we always just wanted to keep no bullshit. 
there mm. and it was just because it was better for friendships you know and and mm. how we uh i i feel like he's one of the like only friends like we haven't we haven't like had to lie a lot you know or, like kind of weasel our way out of like hanging out with him yeah that's to, true like, i know, mean just, you always felt like you could be pretty straight up with him you know? right you never and um so there's that but like yeah every time i think about like my reactions to things now i definitely think of him so it's, good, it uh, makes it harder a little bit so i'm like man like I wish I could tell him about this next time I see him. A little bit, yeah. So, now that you now that you bring that up, I had you know I, I won't go into specifics because I don't I'm, I definitely don't want to talk about my job right now. <laughs> but there was yeah I had this kind of situation. There's been stuff going on with me at my at my current job and typically not one to speak up too much or whatever. I think there's there's a bit of a cultural piece to that that mm-hmm. I feel kind of influences me there. But but yeah, all of a sudden with this particular situation, I found myself kind of yeah just kind of making a little bit of a stink and just saying no this isn't okay and blah 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 blah. and you know that has i know that's my part partly my own process and where i'm at at that job but then also now that you in in hindsight i'm just like oh shit like you know that's a little that's a little bit of a seville-esque flavor right there yeah and you know honest like again like while i never i never could have conceived of going about things the way that he did while while i was working with him or all the stories that i would hear after i stopped working there I still always really just respected his ability to do that, to to really stick to his own, stick to his guns. And, right. you know, again, sometimes begrudgingly to the point where I was like, oh, man, this feels like a lot of energy. <laughs> like you're you're using like, is this the is this the what's the phrase, the hill that you want to die on or whatever? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, I think that just showed a lot of integrity on his on his end, you know. So, yeah. again, you really got to give it up for that because there's just I don't really think there's enough of that people who are just so fucking straightforward like mean say what they mean and mean what they say there's so much as you said like just tiptoeing around and mm-hmm. and things like that and it was an og real world fan so that probably tracks you know <laughs> he loved yeah. he loved his reality tv what can yeah, you say he, um yeah man i just i always admired that about him just the i told you about my last job and like what happened with that person and I wish I could have told him that story, you know, because that, mm-hmm. that was like the same weekend. And like it, I was looking forward to telling him that because I wanted to see him laugh and like kind of hate on that person with me. So I was looking forward to that for sure. Just to kind of redirect back to show like how thoughtful he was, you know, like uh, he was the first person, actually like the first friend of mine that knew that I made music and like acknowledged it to me without me ever telling him. Like I never told him what I did. I never like said, hey, I make music. Check it out. Like he uh, just knew. Mm. Um, he found out on his own. I don't know whether like someone told him or he saw my Instagram page or whatever it was. Like I never told him. We never had a conversation about it until like he brought it up like at a training. I had this uh, tape called the Stocking Stuffer, mm-hmm. and we were at a training, and they gave us like you know like a little pamphlet, like like a, and they, what they said was oh we got some gifts for you guys like and just to make a joke and then. He goes, oh, it's a stocking stuffer. And he looked straight at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh. He was very wry. He had right. a very wry sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was, it was just good timing. And, and, you know, it was good spirits. And I just put that thing out. I put that project out that morning. So, he, I saw him later that morning. It's like 8 a.m. So, like, he, like, heard it. He's like, oh, I listened to it on the way here. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, so, like, just to connect with him like that. It really made me happy, and like he he bought last like one last time I saw him, I, he bought a CD off me, mm-hmm. um, and you know he was like always just saying like whatever I could do to support, whatever he could do to help, it, and that's like validation in itself. Like sure, 
that's all I needed from him. Outside. Yeah. I never like once, once he did that, I was like, "Fuck the teaching!" Like, mm-hmm. I'm cool with this. Yeah, that's all kind of all I have about about like I guess work. Yeah, I the work related shit. Always yeah. talk about the Alamo. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah, talk yeah. about like the clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bars. Totally, totally. And, so let's take it into the even the picnics, whatever. Shit the fuck, off the man. clock. Like, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. On that note, and again. We did a lot of stuff. I made a lot of remarks about this. I made some remarks about this at his memorial, but, you know, obviously I can say it in a lot more just stream of consciousness way here. So that's kind of another way I'm doing it because, God, like, it was just, it was such such a trip doing it there, like, looking at all of these people I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. but just really just focusing on how I knew him, you know. He was really the, there was a reason, I don't even know why I started calling him this, but. It was probably a Michael Jackson reference, ultimately. <laughs> um, but I started just calling him Captain all the time. Like, <laughs> Captain E, as in Captain EO, I guess. But, okay. But I think it was kind of, it was kind of appropriate. Like, he really kind of was the, the fucking, the fucking team captain. Like, you know, and I, I think part of him was maybe a tad <laughs> frustrated with that. I mean, always kind of feeling like, you know, heavy as the head that wears the crown. Like, always having to be the one to, uh, whatever, gauge people's interest or come up, make the plans or whatever and shit like That's that. That's a really good point. Yeah. Like, he did, he did do that. Yeah. So he was always kind of, he was always kind of initiating things or bringing, bringing us all together. Just, hey, let's go do this. Hey, let's go do that and you know but he but i also felt i feel like another reason i called him that is just because he was arguably <laughs> i mean he was arguably just the most kind of like stable one like i don't know if i'd call him the glue because i feel like i feel like in a certain sense maybe marta was is more of that for our group i'd call her that but he was more i would call him like the anchor for fucking sure but like or he's he's at the helm he's you know he's he's the steering wheel Steering the ship where it has to go. I mentioned I might have mentioned this to Marta, but mm. I, you know, we all felt like we. I guess we all had just learning about him. You know, after his passing, we all kind of felt like we didn't really know him. Like mm. we thought we might have, and um, yeah, or maybe some. I speaking for myself, you know, uh, I was. We always kind of. He was always kind of a distant close friend. Like he always felt he was a close friend, but he was always kind of like he wasn't the close friend I talked to every day. Mm-hmm. Like it might have been once a month, twice exactly. a month. I didn't always go to his birthday celebrations, but he always invited me. So, like, for example, like, when we went to the movies last year during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And uh, he rented the theater out. Yeah. Like, he he only invited, like, a few people. Mm -hmm. And uh, for him to invite me, like, out of all the people that he knew and that I found out that he knew, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I I felt pretty special that I was included on his birthday plans. And, like, there's two sides to it. Like, and I think I told you this, too. Like, maybe he knew I wasn't much of a clubber, so if he'd... If it wasn't, like, a pandemic, he might have had a celebration for that where he invited certain people for that. And then there's also the movies where he knows some people don't like to go out and party like that, so he had time for those friends, too. Mm-hmm. And um, whichever way you want to cut it, whatever you want to think his motivations were other than just want to hang out, like, you still feel pretty special whichever one you're invited to. Because, like, you got, you got the idea that he had a close circle. Or, like, not... He had a short leash with people. or like yeah, you know, he, he didn't, had a lot. He didn't have a lot of uh, just... No nonsense friend. Like he didn't have like any kind of like fair weather friends. Yeah, fair weather friends. friends I think is what you're talking about. Perfect term. Like he was a pretty exclusive. I mean, he was in. He was incredibly inclusive, but also very exclusive at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He wasn't just gonna hang out with everyone. Yeah. But he would hang out. He would hang out with anyone. I feel like my friendships with people are very, um, you know, like they're my own. It's like I feel like my friendship with you is my friend. That's like it's my own friendship. Like it's very. Is a certain thing there. Yeah. And I, I felt that with him, and like. I think he had that with everyone else. Too. Yeah, like for he sure. knew how to, he knew how to um, 
not exploit it, but also but highlight it much more with each of us. I think. Than, yeah, yeah. I think just really like have it. Yeah, it's have its place. It's its own energy. Its own. Its own. Its own vibe. Like maybe I'm not as good at that because I'm not as old as he. I know he is, was, but you right. know, like, let's get. We'll get there. And, yeah, um, that's true. That's and true. just like seeing that, it, it I relate to it much more than I like recognized before. Mm-hmm. Um, just reflecting on a lot of things that I knew about him and that I and that I like. I guess I look for the similarities and why I was friends with them. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't always like I don't ever think about why I'm friends with someone that much. So uh, I guess like there's no better oh, person. Oh, right fun. To, um, yeah. I do it too much sometimes <laughs> to the point where I start to question it. Like, why do you like me? <laughs> Tell me why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I guess with him, it's no better person right now to think about. You mm-hmm. know, at least your friendship with and him right now. So mm-hmm. um, been heavily on my mind yeah. uh, the past month. And I hope it stays that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Right now I'm just feeling like it's just, I'm so happy I'm here right now. It's just like such a, sh- I had a lot, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. Like I had a lot of kind of somewhat mounted, similar to the days leading up to the memorial. I was like, you know, it's going to be good ultimately, but I felt really kind of nervous leading up to that occasion, you know, for, mm-hmm. for various reasons. But um, bringing it back to today, um, I was starting to feel even today, uh, on top of work, just being work and, and things, it's just having to kind of, it's, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. Just like the slightly perverse nature of, you know, just trying to do life and do the normal things or just move on and pick up the pieces while still actively mourning and missing my friend, you know, right. but there was part of me that was feeling a little like pre I was like, I was feeling kind of sapped and tapped out before I even came here today. You know, like I was like, God, I don't even know if I really want to talk about this or whatever. But now that I'm here in the moment, like it's, it honestly just feels really good. And like, I'm feeling a lot more centered, a lot more kind of grounded and in my body and shit like that. And I Mm. guess I just realized, yeah, how much, how much we need to, we need to make sure we talk about him and, you know, not, you know, and of course, you know, we're trying to keep this in a pretty positive light and things like that. But of course, there's other areas about the friendship that I, you know, think about or things that I wish could have been different. And, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm going to take all of that into consideration. But, you know, it's all valid. But mm. so I think it, I think it is it's really great that we're here right now. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy that we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very yeah, it's bittersweet, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to say this is what we all needed. You know, like for our friendships to be stronger, like. Yeah. But I do feel a lot more in touch with everyone now, yeah. and unfortunately, it's under these circumstances. Absolutely. But like, it doesn't mean that I didn't care before. Like, yeah. And I don't want. And I, I don't know. I guess uh, I'm losing my train of thought here a lot because there's so much to talk about. That's cool. But, yeah, um, I, I have like sort of a touchstone talking point that I can throw it back into, but you can go um, ahead. And... But there's like a point I wanted mm-hmm. to make about it. Was this like? I, uh, yeah, I, w- I was getting those feelings like, man, I wish I had spent more time or I wish like I went to that, uh, Jan Silent Bob thing with you guys or like, I wish I had accepted the invitation a few more times. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about like just the way you mesh with people and the, what you need for yourself, like there's a reason why I didn't is because I, I needed to do things for myself or I needed like some time away from everyone. And, mm-hmm. um, it was never because I didn't want to see people and like, and that, and they know, and like, he knows it was never because I didn't want to hang mm-hmm. out with him because like we have our own. I mean, hell, like, he was pretty good about that too. Like right. he, he not only would see what he respect other people's boundaries, but he was pretty damn good at holding up his own. Like yes. that was just another 
that's just another example, pretty strong example that he set without mm-hmm. hammering it over the head of like, this is what you do. Like he just, he just lived his life. He really just led by example. Yeah. You know, I think that's really the core of it. Yeah. Like he was, he was a really, really strong, just example of leading by example <laughs> and and like the times that i did hang out with him i'm i'm glad that i did like in times we went like to the movies together like me and him saw like a couple different terror tuesdays together mm-hmm. we saw peewee's playhouse or no peewee's, peewee's big, big adventure. adventure at the alamo together and like i grew up loving that fucking movie and like when i found out he loved that movie like a little more than i did just a little more i'm pretty sure he went but, to the like, house he went to the house in la man yeah saw those and it's like when we're in the movies and like you know I'm able just to be like, I'm able to whisper like, what Buenos Dias? Like right before she does it yeah. and like, it, you know, it gives him a little pop. Like he cracks up a little bit. Like that's worth it. You know, mm-hmm. like when we went to see Clue, um, that was a big one. Cause I didn't know he liked it that much. And like, he was one of the people that was like reciting lines. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I didn't know this movie had this much of a following. So he like opened my eyes to different pop culture things. And, mm-hmm. and like, he invited me to those things because he knew I was into that kind of shit. So yeah. like, yeah, it, just, it comes back to around just to how thoughtful he was. And anything now, like, if I'm regretting something, it's selfish. So I have to kind of keep that in mind. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't hold me to an expectation, so I shouldn't have to feel bad about yeah, something, so neither I, should something you. I didn't do. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Because that's, that's just selfish. So, yeah. um, so then it's like, oh, what about me? What about what he thought of me? So, yeah. like, I know what he thought of me because yeah. he showed me. He just, yeah, like, he just showed time. it. He didn't, so. he wasn't the type of person that, again, right. like, lay it on hella thick, like, at the end of an episode of Full House. As mm. I was mentioning and, earlier, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just that that esteem and shit. And you know, for me, I think so. Kind of bringing it back to dance a little bit. So after I left the job, I was in a. I think he probably. I think he knew on a certain level that I was kind of struggling. I, that was a real. That was like so. This is about five years ago after I stopped working with you guys, and that was just a hugely transitional time for me. I was starting a new job. I was starting grad school. And then I was also, I had just been dumped and shit. So like, it was Mm. a terrible fucking summer transitioning into not that great of a fall and, or, you know, just a lot of just not, I felt like I was really kind of like an island and stuff in a lot of ways at that point. And then he invites me to join up with, uh, the current, you know, flash mob thing that he was uh, choreographing. Those, those were weird syllables. Sorry. (laughs) Um, and it was uh, evolution of hip hop. To this day, it's the only routine that I probably could still pull out of my ass if I I really sit with the music and try to remember it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all just like your typical like song dances that go with specific songs, like your you know your uh, like your my prerogative or your uh, every little step I take, your fucking soldier boys, your lean with it, rock with it, it's all yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah, bringing bringing me into that space, like giving me an opportunity to stay connected with him and with you know with our other friends, see them once a week in a different setting, and you know just giving me something to to do with myself and to just channel a lot of you know to as an outlet for everything I was kind of feeling at the time, or just to channel it into that. And so I did that for I don't know about a good at least a year, if not a little bit more. Damn, I forgot how much it, how much you hear the planes over here. Yeah, it's a, This is what life is like in South City, people. Yeah. If you've never been, it's right by the airport, if you couldn't tell. So. It's, good, it's an easy drive if you want to yeah. take a trip, but it's a little it's loud if you live here. A little bit, know? yeah. yeah. It's kind of soothing, though, once you get used to it, it kind of lulls you to sleep. Like It's like a really loud noise machine. That, yeah. I'm just thinking of like Donnie Darko. That, that movie's <laughs> fucking weird. I wish I'd, I should have asked him what he thought of that movie, but... He really loved his horror movies and his like weirdo, you know, psychological kind of 
trailers and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, man, I, I kind of forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I, I had a couple different areas I wanted to go to. Like, I just wanted to, like, highlight some of his sense of humor, but also just, like, I don't know, just moving forward now, what I'm, you know, how I've been coping. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just did a, I did a performance last week, and, like, I remember being, like, super nervous. And, mm-hmm. like, that morning I, like, peed, like, ten times. <laughs> I was so nervous, you know, okay. and... uh I just remember looking in the mirror that morning. I was like, all right, get it together. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I said to myself, you know, like, get your life. And I started saying it over and <sighs> over was, again. That was and, Seville's catchphrase, y'all. You know, that yeah. Was, yeah, that was our friend's catchphrase. Yeah. And, like, I could just hear the tone and, you know. That was, you then, know, the show must go on or just, you know, mm-hmm. just sack up and do it. Or, you know, just do the thing, and, you know. And, you know, I was thinking, like, you know, what am I nervous about? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I've been asking for. And, yeah. you know, what would Seville do? And mm-hmm. I, th- I thought of the flash mob and, like, he's. Mm-hmm done that shit in front of people in the street so it's like mm-hmm. and he has and his shit's like to me that's way more complicated than me just like rapping a song mm-hmm. like that whole dance routine like he's done like the many that he did in mm-hmm. his life so you know i if i was like if he could do it if he could do that i know he could he thinks i could do this he, he's supported me and like mm-hmm. this is how i could like you know keep moving forward and yeah you know just do like hey hp said it's like just do what you do because he would do the same like Seville would be doing the same thing. Like if if sure. it happened to any of us, he would find a way to channel that in through what he does. Yeah. Whether it's teaching, dancing, or just enjoying himself, going on yeah, a nice vacation. Just, you know, like he'd find a way to. I don't know about like tribute, like give you a tribute or like a. But you know, he. I think he would very much uh, acknowledge it to himself. No, and, he'd, and, yeah, know, he'd like, kind of give you, you know, your props or like there was yeah. always that kind of silent approval thing and right. I don't know, he'd do this thing, I, I was gonna, I tried to work this into my remarks at the memorial but I was like, nah, this is way too niche and specific but actually on, upon hindsight I think people would have known what I was talking about. Um, yeah, there was this thing where that he would do when he was I think it was, you know, when he was you know, pleased or amused or you know, just some, you know, he was in a good headspace or, you know, he liked what you did or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he'd, he'd kind of do this thing, kind of looked like, like he'd do this. He'd, it's kind of like that sort of Robert De Niro looking ass, like frown looking <laughs> thing. You know, you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about yeah. then, right? Or he's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like kind yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. That's like all that I was ever really, and that, not that I was constantly jumping through hoops trying to, you know, fucking impress him or whatever but yeah he wasn't demanding no, that you, no, no, you no. like but that's what you, at the same anything. time that's what you wanted you know yeah. like you just you just wanted him to respect you yeah <laughs> like yeah. you just wanted to know that you were you were you know you were up to par and mm-hmm. stuff for him and yeah he was just you know as far as like the being a mentor a lot of it was you had to show him at least as far as like me working with him showing your consistency was probably the best way for you to get his respect like whether you're consistently efficient or, you know, like to the point where we will, he wouldn't have to cr- critique you too much. You know, yeah. like if you asked him for advice, he wouldn't have to be like, oh, are you sure? Like, you, you sure you want to hear this? So, but also at the, in the same breath, it was never like the job is never done. And he kind of let you know that like, so there's always going to be another day. And whether you fucked up today, you have tomorrow to fix it. Mm-hmm. You Or you could just keep fucking up and, you know, and, and, and you could keep doing that. But it was also like him doing. Oh, he did it once. Like, all right, do it again. Mm-hmm. You're so good at it. 
or do it over here. Yeah. Try try going don't to a new stop. place. And don't doing stop it. there. Right. Right. And just like learning about him from other people's stories now, like pieces kind of fall together as to as far as you know, you could see mm-hmm. what he enjoyed and what he liked and and what you might have guessed about him as mm-hmm. far as like his interests and intent is like oh, okay like some of this makes sense and, yeah. and you know like you you see how you then you, you then you ultimately like see why you loved and respected him so much yeah and it's, it's very validating and, and reassuring yeah, like hearing you and everyone else talk about him yeah not just at the memorial but just you know personal stories yeah. like when we were hanging out with hp and rachel mm-hmm. um hearing them talk about things and you know hearing josh's stories or marta mm-hmm. um a lot of it, yeah, it's just stuff I won't, like, ever throw away. Mm-hmm. I'll always keep it there. Like, uh, everything about Seville, I'll always keep it close to me as mm-hmm. much as I could. Yeah, that's something that I, that was really, that has been on my mind a lot over the last couple of weeks, especially since the memorial, that despite how much time passed or where he was either physically or physically or socially, it seemed like he was the one constant was always really him like he always brought his his kind of unapologetic that's the he did not apologize for shit to a fault <laughs> i don't know if i ever heard him say he was sorry for something but or i don't know like i'm sure he would but i'm sure there was maybe a little bit of a grumble grumble i think i i'm pretty sure i have never heard those words no. uh i'm sorry andrew from uh seville <laughs> no 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 i take that back okay. which i can bring it into another story but no go ahead mm-hmm. go ahead but anyway, yeah, um, he always he was always unapologetically himself, and it, that's something that I, we talk. I, I think that's that's something that gets talked about a lot, especially now. But you know, he was the living embodiment of that. Yeah, that is such a huge gift to be able to do that, um, and to just know him in that way that he was that way. No matter where he was or who he was with, he was always more or less the same dude. You know, maybe to varying degrees or levels and stuff, but. He was in just incredibly consistent, and good. I think that's why it was so important for him that he kind of saw, wanted to see other people live up to that same standard because that was so important to him, you know. And he, you know, he was he knew what he was about, and we should all. We sh- I feel like that's just something we should all strive for: is to know exactly, know what's important to us, know what our values are, and to, you know as little as possible <laughs> uh not compromise on those values that's the i mean that's like the perfect scenario is not uh-huh. compromising yourself and um yeah but you have to compromise with other people mm-hmm. and uh if you could do both of those things that's a good point it's a yeah. good situ- it's the best situation because i felt like he was able mm-hmm. to do that he was able to compromise with others i think but also not sell himself out quote you know what i mean sure like, sure yeah I've been, this is theme in my life right now is, you know, just trying to create leverage with mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. As long as if you're going to like negotiate something, just make sure you have the leverage to do it, mm-hmm. get what, to get what you want. And, um, I always felt he knew how to, he knew what to do to, lever- to have his leverage in life, whether it was with the friendships or, you know, with his, the jobs he wanted, or like if he was trying to hire me to do it, like to work with him, he knew what he was offering really good stuff. It just, you know, right. sometimes it wouldn't work out, but yeah, man, he gave me a lot of, it's like morality lessons that way. Um, like when you talk about like not taking any shit, but also yeah. just like being so inclusive, but exclusive at the same time and just the boundaries and self-respect knowing what he was about. Yeah. Like, he was just a solid stand up guy. Really? You know, shit. like he could be, he's like, such, he was a great dancer. He loved playing Pokemon. Right. Like he, he loved playing video games. Just 
he has he had the most amount of graphic tees I've ever seen anyone have. Like, um, besides probably me. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And uh, so just, you know, those little things about him, like, I won't forget those things. I'll try mm-hmm. to keep those things living on. And, yeah. like, the stuff he taught me about being a teacher or being yeah. a role model to someone. Um, very priceless. Very priceless memories and information. Yeah. That, like, I wish I could have more. Yeah. It was like a bank of, like, information. Absolutely. And, like, like, there was, I was always and learning opinions. something yeah. for him. And I'm like, good God, man. It's like, I don't know. I used to always watch that, like, those VH1 shows. Like, I love the 80s and 70s and 90s right. and shit. He was, like, the human version of that. I was just mm-hmm. like, I can just fucking talk to you. And you'll, like, go all day, all day long about this shit. And I was like, I don't really. And I was like, oh, my God. I feel like I've just finally found someone who can... Not only can keep up with me, but someone who I feel like I'm punching above my weight when I talk to you about <laughs> these things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a good example is when um, I think it might have been the first episode where we, where you said something about like Destiny's Child, and he's like, "We well, you know there were four Destiny's children." Yeah, like he like but in his tone, like yeah, you know, it's he would always push it out like that. Like, well, actually, mm-hmm. did you know this? And mm-hmm. um, not in a condescending no. way, just send just honestly, like, hey. Like a reminder. This in is way. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let us know that nothing is new. Yeah. Like he he knew like, oh no, this was done over here. Yeah. And um, but yeah, it just yeah, just a, a big presence, big like, yeah, he was the constant. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I could always count on like hearing from Seville or, or like mm-hmm. reaching out to him and he'd say something back or you yeah. know like there was always room for a red robin dinner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that did like kind of get to me sometimes was uh. I didn't know he had all these coupons. Like he's him and my friend JP are like the two people I always like the most like, okay, knew about coupons. They were the coupon, coupon kings. Freaks, like, yeah, oh shit, the the frugal guys. Yeah, the, the deal, the deal, the discount uh, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I think it was IHOP. Was I was like he invited us to go eat. Was it free pancake day or something? Free, or? But it was like for his birthday or something. Okay. So like he had free shit for his birthday, and like I remember getting like an entree, and he like got this whole thing, and, mm-hmm. and like he puts out a coupon, and he didn't have to pay shit, and I'm like, dude. How do you keep uh, it happened at Red Robin again? I'm like, how do you like? Right. How come you only invite me out when you get free shit? I want free shit too. So uh-huh. he was like, you gotta sign up here, you gotta sign up there, and oh like, God. Yeah. Oh, okay. He loved so, a bargain. Yeah. He did. He did. I'm, I miss that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, showing like my my annoyance with his like, you know, savviness. I'm like, come on, man. Like, let me in on the. Show the <laughs> I know he kind of. You could tell that he kind of loved that though. Yeah. Like he got off on that a little bit, just being like, "Well, it sucks to suck," or you know, like, mm-hmm. like it's if you don't know lose. now, you do. Get on my level, all that. You know, exactly. He, yeah. He, I mean, he was. So there was that slightly cattier side of him, but again, well, it was I like, also lived for that. It was endearing like, as fuck. Like, yeah, let's yeah, be real. When, that's part of why I wanted to hang out with him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would get some of that. Like, yeah, I get some absolutely. of that experience. So I think, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot else, you know, it's all just these like really specific or just like clusters of memories and, and things like that. And like, obviously things are always categories of things, whether, as I said, it was, yeah, times at Alamo Drafts House or hanging out at Dolores Park or mm-hmm. hanging out in the Castro, coming over to my house, uh, like this one time a year when my family would usually be gone and you guys would all come over and... Oh, yeah. We'd watch like we we watched the final destinations, or there was that one time we watched Event Horizon. We did, yeah. I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, um, we or, played that video game. Yeah, we played or uh, until dawn, all that stuff. It was just always just a, it was just always just a fun, chill time, and you know, you never felt yet like you had to try super hard or anything like that. Like, yeah, it was just he just made it easy. You know, it was just made it easy to to be around him, and that was always just such a gift. He never asked for much. You know, it was just 
just don't piss him off. Don't do anything stupid. <laughs> like it was, it wasn't anything. It wasn't a high bar. Yeah, I would he did say. not appreciate stupid people. No, so he did not suffer fools. I always liked messing with him too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, I remember one time I went to Josh's house and you know he was there, and uh, I was trying to make a, a statement to Josh about like you know how I was teaching or else how I was like I had a fun Friday club for kids to record music, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was saying, like, I wish more people, like, utilize stuff like that. And Josh was like, what, make music? And then Seville goes, no, like, using, he's saying, like, you know, use your talent to, in your teaching methods. Mm-hmm. And, like, as Seville's trying to go on with his point, I was like, I stopped and I was like, you think I'm talented? <laughs> wait, wait, say that again one more time. <laughs> totally, like, broke his, like, broke his, like, you know, constant, and he's like, yes, you know, like. <laughs> he's like, damn it, of, you called yeah. my, you called my bluff, I so, gave like, you a compliment. I used to love doing that shit to him, because it was like. Hey, thanks, like, Dad. Oh, wow, I'm really, yeah. yeah. You know, like, hey, thanks, big bro. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, I, I, I'm gonna miss a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And uh, when I start doing that stuff to like other mentors I have, I'll probably start feeling like I can move on. But yeah. right now, there's not really any like mentors that I have like that. Yeah, so. I mean, that's the thing. It's, I mean, it's a. I think we talked about this too offline when we were at like Red Robin or something. But yeah. like, it's a, it's a vacuum that doesn't necessarily have to be filled or. Mm recast mm-hmm. or whatever yeah you know it's like those japanese it's like that japanese pottery thing where like even if like the cup breaks they'll still reef they'll still like glue it back together with this kind of like gold paint thing so you mm-hmm. see the shards mm-hmm. and that just it's actually just more beautiful that way like to just see what it's been through and you're kind of still like putting the pieces back together yeah so it's always going to be yeah there's always going to kind of be like metaphorically or literally there's always going to be an empty space at our table at red robin <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Um, but you know, every every fry, every basket of fries be down is is one for him too. Yeah, so. you know, and and there's like I'm not gonna dwell on it forever, of, of course. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll go back to taking life for granted, like we do as humans. But mm-hmm. uh, I won't forget him while I'm fucking off life. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll right. I'll still you know do something unhealthy for him or whatever the fuck. Like yeah. whatever my vice is that you know he'll he'll be like the one to enjoy it with me in my brain or like yeah, or in yeah, my yeah. spirit. So. I see it. Yeah. You'll, um, you'll find those pockets to, right. you know, be like, Oh, Hey dude, how you doing? Or like, you know, just keep, have them with you there in that moment. And you know, mm-hmm. that's something that we'll all kind of do and whatnot and in our own ways. So, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say, I mean, <clears throat> I think that's kind of all I've got, at least for, for the purposes of this conversation, but I think that was plenty to get into. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, same. I I don't have too much to say other than yeah. just like bringing up stories of yeah. like trying to make you guys laugh. If you knew him, if, mm-hmm. it was, I'll just leave it like you know, if you didn't know him, like you missed gonna, out. You missed out. Mm-hmm. But I'm also gonna do my best to like you know have him live vicariously through. What yeah, I just do. keep keep yeah. that energy. Yeah. Keep, keep like a little piece of his energy alive with us, and mm-hmm. I think we're all gonna you know I think a lot all of us who were touched by him and and his spirit and everything like that, we're all gonna kind of do that in our own ways. So. Yeah, I mean Seville. You know, if uh, you're, if they got, uh, if they got Wi-Fi over there wherever you're at, I hope you're listening to this. And you know, really, the all for real though, just like don't take anybody in your life for granted. Like, really, just fucking, just reach out. And if you want, if you're thinking about somebody, reach out to them, even if it's gonna be just some like weird innocuous thing. Like, you never really know when the last time you're gonna yeah. hear from someone is. So just even, don't. I would even hear. say, even if it's like, even if it brings up some kind of pain, like. Yeah. 
That's right. True. Right now, I'm in a mental state where anything uncomfortable is like beautiful. So if I have yeah. like a stomach ache, I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. It's you're you connected. Know, like, you're and, connected to it, and just yeah. so just don't don't pass up the opportunities to connect with someone while you still can. You know, there's no there's no room in life for just kind of wussing around and stuff. But, yeah, so just, just just keep your communication, you yeah. know, solid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I won't say strong, but just just stay solid with you know. Yeah. People that, that you're around, don't let them, don't leave them in the dark, you know? Yeah. Like, people don't want that, and you don't want, you don't want something to happen and have someone question whether, you know, you mm-hmm. approved of them or not, and vice mm-hmm. versa, and we all, we all get there, so, yeah. you know, just do your thing, and just be appreciative, be yeah, mindful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, let's take a little bit of a breathy, breathy break. I'm going to stretch because my yeah. back is hella sore, but then we'll talk about Goonies in a little bit. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah. All right, and we're back. Thank you guys for letting us take a little stretchy, stretchy break. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to bring it back to some more on-brand to Old Souls content for you. Um, so we are going to talk about what our dear friend Seville's, I believe his favorite movie was, was this. Um, his favorite particular subgenre of movie was... Oh, y'all go ahead. I think his favorite movie was Titanic. Oh, never mind. Okay, besides Titanic, I think this was probably second place. Good God, but I'm so sorry, Seville, as- don't get mad at him. <laughs> But as far as, like, tears, this is definitely, like, in had to be one of his favorites. Absolutely. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, one of his favorites. We talked about this. I think we might have even seen it at a theater together. I saw it with him at, I saw this with him at the Castro. I think we did a double feature of Goonies and P, of, uh, gave it away. <laughs> so this movie and Pee-wee's Big Adventure. One of his favorite movies was 1985's The Goonies, directed by, um, Richard Donner, who did all four Lethal Weapons. Hey, yo, too old for this shit. What up? And is um, it a Superman? Steven Spielberg produced it. Spe- yeah, Steven Spielberg or he presented pr- it at least. Steven Spielberg produced. I think the idea was kind of his for the movie. Mm. Um, the I mean, yeah, the story he's got a all over it. Story by yeah, story by credit. Um, written by Chris Columbus, who I believe also he, you know the Home Alones, uh, Gremlins as well. Uh, they the mentioned gremlins two, in this movie. First two Harry Potters, yeah, there's little gremlins tees and shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, Seville was a big fan of the unsupervised children on an adventure uh, movies. So this this movie, Stand By Me, It, the uh, E.T. Explorers. Was he a Stranger Things fan? I'm pretty sure he got down with Stranger okay. Things. Yeah, but I'm sure he was just kind of like... Oh, that's where they got... This is a reference yeah, to that. This is course. this. Like, he was probably just fact-checking that shit altogether. <laughs> so I never actually watched Stranger Things with him, unfortunately. But anyway, so... This is definitely a 1980s classic or just a classic period. Like, some of the... It's a fun movie, like, you know, with... Adventure movies. Ad- like, yeah. this is back... You know, this is also around the time of Indiana Jones, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, had had Shorty, Shorty from Indiana Jones in yeah. here, too, so... <laughs> Basically, and, like, the plot is very, 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 very simple. <laughs> um, I think I yeah. think Data's dad might be in Temple of Doom, so he might he, be in, like, the opening scene. He might be in the club. We'll, we'll, He's definitely we'll in Wonder Years. Yeah, I, probably. I hope you get there to that season. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max, I think, for the for right oh, now, for the rest of the, um, at this moment. But I'm sure it'll be, it'll be somewhere. But it's a group of kids living up in Astoria, Oregon, um, they call themselves the Goonies because their neighborhood's the Goon Docks, and their neighborhood's about to be torn down to make room for a country club. And then they find this this map and this key and whatnot, and they wind up going hunting for this long lost treasure. All the while trying to um, just not get killed by this crime family. And by yeah. family, I literally mean like this m- old and mom and her middle aged sons and yeah. Shit. It's like they were like it's like they were mafia affiliated or something yeah, at something one point. Like, that, like but, small time. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like some crooks. Yeah. You know. 
But it's I think it's a movie that just really kind of lives and dies by its characters, you know, by just yeah. the chemistry between the kids. Uh, I mean, that is like the, the movie. That's really it's really there. it. Yeah. yeah, like you get you have there's so it's like you have these two sets of kids. Um, this how old do you think like the main kids are? Clark, Clark, uh, what? Clark, Mikey, Chunk, and Data or Mouth? Sorry, I called Mouth by his real name. That was so weird. <laughs> you say Clark? Yeah, Mouth. Uh. I would say, like, like, how they look. Maybe, like, 12, 13? Yeah, 12. Probably um, no... Yeah, 12, because, like, they're still just, like... They're squabbling a lot. That's what... I think... That's what... That's my favorite thing about the movie, is that as far not, as kids, yeah. like, movies with kids go, it's probably the most realistic kids, like, dialogue, because they're constantly talking over each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't really tell who's... Who you're supposed to be paying attention to, and they're always correcting each other. Like, yeah, that's what I said. That that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Like, I hope like that was if that was that if that's in the script that that was like a running joke. I was like, dude, fucking good for you, Chris Columbus, because that's <laughs> it's just because everybody does it. Like, they it's, all say the wrong word. It's very authentic. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, the dialogue is probably like the base of the secret sauce. Yeah, like for the movie, you know, like it's uh, really something else. Like when I watched it last night, I don't really ever remember watching it. And paying attention to a lot of the dialogue, mm-hmm. but just like when Mouth first comes into the mm-hmm. house, like he's just fucking on like all cylinders. Yeah, he's Corey like Feldman everywhere. Yeah, With the can of Pepsi and yeah. you know like the, the members only jacket and the purple rain and yeah. he has the little comb too with his little his little eighties pompadour and stuff. Yeah. They all have their own thing. Like mm. they all have their like, their their quirk and shit. Yeah, like right. we, I know we were kind of talking about this in our Three Ninjas episode, but like everybody has their. Their thing so mouth obviously he's just always like cracking wise and like it's kind of similar to Corey Feldman's character in Stand by Me but it's a lot less tragic mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a lot less like dark than Teddy Duchamp you know yeah yeah and then you have uh, you got Mikey who's just kind of the the optimist who's played by a very young Sean Astin and I always kind of in certain certain scenes I'm like oh he kind of looks like Andy Lawrence or like rather I guess like a little Andy. bit yeah yeah a little yeah. bit yeah and he's just. Just the stable one, you know, just trying to be the optimist. And, what was that? Isn't he Frodo? He's, uh, he's in Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam in Lord of the Rings. Frodo. He's the brother in Fifty First Dates yeah. on steroids and stuff. Tracy, things change a bit. It's just funny, cool. like that. Is, that's him. Yeah, you know. Uh, you got Data again, and he's like the gadget kid. And I think that was one of my, yeah, growing up as a kid. I think I first saw Goonies when I was eight years old, seven. I saw it in second grade at the Boys and Girls Club, and. Mm. I think this was, a, and I that was before I'd seen any of the Indiana Joneses, so I saw him, saw this kid, well, yeah, he's a grown-ass man. I saw him as Data first before I knew him as Short a, Round, but I think yeah. that was cool for me, like, early, like, that was the only, probably the second time I'd seen an Asian kid in a movie, like, besides Rufio. <laughs> I, I don't think I could think of when I saw an Asian kid in a movie before that. Yeah. Before him, at least. Yeah, and you know he was kind of a goof, but like he was really like in he was really ingenu- uh, ingenious and stuff, and he had like a gadget for everything. Yeah. Like, I think he was really proud. He always he just wanted an excuse to whip whip something out, and he's like, guys, slick, I got an idea of my slick shoes, and like he just looked really happy to be like squirting the oil on the on the log, and they're like, dude, we don't have time for this. Just go, just get over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, another, like, I guess novelty of this movie is the, uh, like how they open the door, the booby traps, like the whole, like, yeah, like contraption, like that was pretty cool. You could tell, ball, yeah, like, they kind of tease that, right? Like mm-hmm. all the booby traps in one, in the caves with Mikey, for some reason has this 
elaborate Rube Goldberg thing, right? Just to open, his just to open, yeah, the gate to his house. Like he has to scare scare an egg out of a chicken, yeah, just to do it. And uh, and like that's in Pee Wee's Big Adventure too. So yeah. like it makes mm-hmm. me like wonder if like Seville particularly like those kinds of contraptions as well. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I always wanted something like that where you the string drops or you know, like the car moves yeah. and knock something over and the bowling pins there and then light something on fire or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so I'm not wondering like if he was, uh, there's probably a through line there. Yeah. yeah. We're all too, probably I was like, I was always too lazy, but I've always wanted something like that too. Like, I don't think who hasn't reminds me of that game. Point. Uh, remember mousetrap? Of course, mousetrap. Yeah, I wouldn't even play the game mousetrap. I would. Ju- I wouldn't even play the rule. Play the game by the rules. I'd just put the thing together and just set it off just to watch it all happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I never even played it. Like I never even saw it in yeah. action in person. But I would. I just like. Yeah. That time period, you know, like of um, those like contraptions yeah. and shit were always fun. Yeah. Uh, so and then, of course, as far as like the core four Goonies, uh, we leave out. Um, Seville met this guy in person when he went up for like the 30th anniversary Goonies weekend in Astoria and did, you know, did all these fan events and like went to all the locations uh, where they filmed the movie. Uh, Yeah, I would say probably the breakout kid uh, or like the the secret sauce for me is Chunk for this movie. Like just the not obnoxious, not bad obnoxious, like mouth is way more obnoxious, but he's Mm -hmm. just like. He's kind of just like the happy fat kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you you get the sense that they all still really like each other. Like they're all kind. None of them really. There's no hierarchy to these kids. Like they're all to this. They're all kind of. I mean, except Mikey being kind of like the leader, but they're all like kind of on the same level. And Chunk's mm-hmm. just like Chunk is. You know, he's he's aptly named. You know, he's just kind of like kid. us, Mike. Goonies, bit. Goonies, yeah, and he's just always smiling. Like <laughs> he has these like chipmunk teeth, chipmunk looking ass teeth, and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, he's like, boy, that was the greatest thing I ever saw. <laughs> like he just looks happy to be there the whole time, and like he gets so excited when he finds like the the uh, the ice cream and shit, and just yeah. that whole part where he keeps it keeps cutting back to him, I'm like dead dude confessing to every bad thing he's ever done (laughs) i think that's my favorite part about the whole movie because it's like it just keeps cutting back and forth from that to the his friends like almost dying or Mm -hmm. you know setting off all these different traps in the caves and everything i didn't know he went i didn't know civil went all the way to a story he did yeah that that was that was the summer that was the summer between my first and last year at the job and he was hella excited about that okay yeah so he i think they were he was at a bar and they were doing some trivia night and i think a bulk of the questions were themed were the movie so it was deep dude like you know fairweather fans need not apply so then he winds up meeting at that bar jeff cohen the guy who played chunk and Mm -hmm. he winds up recruiting him to be on his team but i think jeff cohen got most of the questions wrong or whatever like just wasn't really a big help (laughs) like he didn't you know he's one of those he's one of the he's like a well, I guess this will be like while asking yeah. like the Power Rangers panel, like when you ask the, when you see the videos yeah. of them being asked questions, like I don't remember. Yeah, that. for real. Like, like it was just a know. job. Like plus yeah. he was a kid, and he's one. He's like one of those. He's like one of those guys who did. Um, he's like the kid from Willy Wonka, the kid who played Charlie. Like he only did that one movie, and then he was just a regular person after that. And oh, he's okay. like a dairy farmer now, or okay. like a vet. Got it. Um, but so yeah, I think he's. I think Jeff Cohen's a lawyer now. And so, you know, good on him. And he's actually, like, in pretty good shape. Like, he kind of, like, Jerry O'Connell, you know, like, he didn't stay fat. Like, he's in actually very good shape now as okay. as a middle-aged adult. Yeah. So, good for him. Yeah. Jerry O'Connell. The, the fat kid from Stand By Me. He became the underwear model? 
Was that Did him? he? I think so. I think or so, well, yeah. at the very, well, he dated, or I think he's married to Rebecca Romaine, so he's married okay. to an underwear model. Good for him, <laughs> at the very yeah. least. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's the core four of the kids there. I always find it interesting how they they pair up with or they team up with. Well, we got you know young Thanos in the mix, Josh Brolin. I think that was his first movie too. Yeah, so I think that was him and Sean Astin's first, and they're okay. both like sons of other famous actors and right. shit. Yeah, you know, so obviously James Brolin and John Aston, yeah, who played a Gomez in the Adams Family TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So they got they got acting yeah. roots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I I always find it funny like the names is like who's you ever have you ever met someone named Brandon who goes by Brand? It's like it's just like there's just a lot of really clever naming nah. name names in this movie. But yeah, I think but it does Brand. He just looks more like he that's just more appropriate for him. But yeah, I it's not your typical. I enjoy the fact that yeah, there is this uh, sort of typical. It's its own universe. Like, yeah, big brother, little brother, yeah. or big brother, little brother dynamic. But he's not a complete dick. Like he still cares about Mikey, but he is also just like, dude, why am I here? Like, why do I have to chase after you? Like, <laughs> why do I have to chase this girl's bike or like take this girl's bike just to just to go after you? And then they did. Uh, they kind of ripped off Karate Kid. I noticed that because uh, remember, like he's he's biking, and then like the rich kids. Oh yeah. Or no no no, they paper they paper. Well, actually, they did this first, and then Paper Brigade did it. Because doesn't Paper Brigade? Oh, with the Chad and yeah. Wiley, like yeah, with the convertible, and they like take yeah. Gunther's Gun- Gunther's handlebars and mm. hang on to him. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Oh, side yeah. note, I watched Paper Brigade recently. Okay, I gotta I gotta watch it. So I I'm fresh. We can talk about it. Didn't see I stepped in some Gunther quote in there. It wasn't in that. I didn't see it. But wow, they really cut I that could out. Could be like just mistaken it or it could be like a three ninja situation where like they had the vhs cut and then the director's cut cut. so like maybe disney just had that cut. oh that's so wild i also may not have been paying attention at the right time maybe okay i'll watch it i'll watch it and i'll i'll report back to you but anyways um yeah so then you have the older teens like the high schoolers yeah. Who are kind of along for the ride. So it's Brandon, this girl that he likes, Andy. Right, Andy and Steph, the blonde. Isn't yeah. she a mouse sister? No, 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 no. They're just, um, no, because there's kind of like romantic tension, like Steph, the blonde. The blonde? Yeah. No, no, no. There's kind of like a romantic tension between those two. Or he kind of okay. like, yeah. yeah. Cause it I, looks I, like they're going to kiss at the end, but they just like hug, I think. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. But I, I think it's like, you know, it's it's a small town, so like everybody knows each other like mm-hmm. all the kids and everything like that but i think that's what gets a little lost for me once they're in the caves especially just because i don't find like the teen the older teens quite as interesting like my favorite stuff is mm-hmm. everything right before they really go down into all the traps and, and right. whatnot and things like that like when they like that was my first time seeing a penis i think in a movie was uh Chunk breaking break, the, yeah, sta- break the, the statue, the statue yeah. off off the David. I was yeah. um I was or the actually, penis off the David statue. I was watching it this morning. I'm like, man, I could show this at school. I think and yeah. I totally forgot about that yeah. scene. I'm like, no, I can't show this at school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they fucking glue it on upside down. <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, I really like this. I mean, I like the whole movie, but yeah. what really sticks out to me is before they go into the cave when they go to like the restaurant. Yeah, they absolutely. Meet the, and, and they, they first meet, meet the, the Fratellis. And, like, yeah, and it's actually pretty scary. Like the Fratellis are. So in my head, I always I'd be scared as I'd be scared shitless of them. Honestly, They're, yeah, because like, psycho in, ass it, people and this it, in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere and yeah. yeah, I mean there was a real more like profound sense of danger in you know kids movies back then in yeah. the eighties, but 
yeah, for sure. Like in my head, I always th- saw the Fratellis as kind of like a Harry and Marv situation, but mm. they're actually pretty like threatening. Yeah. Like the, the the brother's not quite so much, but you know, Mama Fratelli is like she just she's like, hey, what are you talking about? Like you know, like yeah. I can't he's believe great. like that's he's just how she one. talks and just like she just has that like scary leathery. She her face looks like a tree. Yeah. You know, like like Pocahontas, like the like an angry <laughs> version of the tree lady. Yeah. But um. yeah. Yeah, I, that, that whole scene is just really good. Like asking for like the water and mm-hmm. all. We only serve tongue here. Yeah, yeah. The soundtrack I think is really good too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, I, it's that, that, I really like just that my... opening that opening piece when they're breaking out of jail and yeah. all that. It's and just I, I like this. I forget what song it is because they play it throughout the the Cindy Lauper track. Yeah, there you go. The when are good when enough. They yeah, fucking, like, it's actually tie him up with the thing uh-huh, and they escape uh-huh. the, their house to yeah. go look for the treasure. Yeah, like that always like you know there's like the songs that or the sounds that just take you back to like childhood. Like mm-hmm. I remember when I saw this movie, I think I might have been first second grade, and like my cousin rented it from the library or checked it out from the library on VHS, and um, we were just like, man, what is what the fuck is this movie? This is a great movie. Like I think his mom was really into that genre too, so mm-hmm. she knew what movies like to get us to watch. Like she would get us to watch like The Witches, Matilda. Like she just knew like different kids movies that we she knew that we would like. Mm-hmm. And um, Goonies was definitely like our maybe our number one or two mm-hmm. kids movie to watch together. Um, for all those reasons, like the statue scene and <laughs> like the cave scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and like now when now when I'm watching it as an adult, a lot of the scenes hit me differently. Like the, some of the quotes when they say when they're like in the cave, mm-hmm. some of those are like really profound, like things where they find like all the, the coins and the wishes. I know. I was like, gonna say like Mikey continually. He's Mikey and the mouth. They say some pretty profound. Very things. yeah. There's yeah, like, like there's parts where it just gets super like they get really real all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like where mouth is like. This is my wish. I'm taking yeah. it back. I'm like, dude, where's this coming from? <laughs> like, right, yeah, what, what, yeah. Who hurt you, man? So <laughs> a little bit. I mean, like, I know in Stan, like, did your dad in this movie also like hold your head, hold your ear to the stove? <laughs> right. Like, and, uh, but, but it's like yeah. there are some underlying themes. Like gentrification yeah. is a big, I think, a big one. Yeah. In, in a way, like that's a good point. With, like it, the country it, club it is and stuff. Very relatable. The class, it's, the class differences. Right. And, and like um, the yuppie, the the rise of the yuppie in the '80s. You get a little bit of yeah. that in there. Yeah, it's very um, there's some social commentary there, and mm-hmm. we and we know and we've noticed that George Lucas and like mm-hmm. Spielberg, people like they, they do sneak some of that in there mm-hmm. without being so direct. Yeah, Even though this movie's point. pretty direct, but it's an adventure yeah. movie, so you don't really focus yeah. on like you know what you know what they're trying to do, but um, it's not really like you're not reminded constantly that mm-hmm. they're going to lose their house. It's more of just like a fuck. What's going to happen next? Are they going to find this treasure or not? And, yeah, um, for sure. And there's like a lot of inclusive themes with the with the the other son, the disfigured son. Oh um, yeah, with, with sloth. Yeah, absolutely. Sloth, yeah. That that yeah, I don't remember what I thought about that as a kid. I was just like, okay, this is interesting. This is so this is happening. Yeah, like, it didn't scare me, but I was no. like, oh, it's kind of cool. He, yeah, he's in the he's in the group. He's in the group. Yeah, and he was like, I think in that was like that guy was a was a football player who became an actor or something, right? I think mm. or a weightlifter or something along those lines. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. But I didn't look into. You're not too, too scared much. of him, though. At the same time, I don't know. You just see like that. It's funny. Like you don't get the sense that Chunk. I mean, you get the sense that Chunk is like the odd man out in the group mm-hmm. in a certain sense, but like he just finds this this person who just depends on him and and shit like that, and that he. <laughs> he's just like, like, I love you too, man. He's like, sloth, sloth, love, junk. Like, it's just, you just, you just, if you really just look at it, it's a pretty crazy movie. 
Yeah. But yeah. it's just so endearing that you're just along for the ride every step of the way. You know, it's just like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. Okay, we're doing this now. Like, it's just it's really well written. Yeah, I think. Um, it's not hard to follow. The story makes yeah, sense. So it's it's pretty it's it's a pretty tight. You have movie. sympathy for the right characters. Yeah. Um, and like with the sloth thing, like Chunk is like the first I think person to treat that guy as a person. Yeah. Like it's kind of, but he didn't. He inadvertently did it. Like mm-hmm. I forgot how Chunk actually won him over. But well, the baby Ruth, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Geez, Mister, you're hungrier than I am." Yeah. Like, yeah. Just you know, just those little like mm-hmm. interactions. I think mm-hmm. were really big for that character. Um, and it could teach you a lot as far as not being an asshole to yeah they, and it's very just or, endearing know. and think too it's like sticking to what you believe in and you know mikey is just yeah so like unwavering you know even with all of his like soliloquies i'm like i forgot that he goes off on this whole little type like not a rant but you know this inspir- inspirational speech where he's like this is like our parents, like, they basically, I think he's kind of saying, like, you know, our parents, they don't think they can do anything about this, but we're down here and this is our time and blah, 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 blah. And I'm yeah, like, I'm that like, that was a good one. I was, that was actually kind of getting me. I'm like, God damn, like, he really believes in himself. But it's, it's, yeah, I think it's that sort of innocence of kind of childhood. Like, you know, I feel like kids don't, yeah, I mean, it's nice. It's, it's aspirational, you know, because mm. I think in real life, a lot of kids, don't have that same optimism and whatnot so it's nice to kind of just see something i don't know that's why i like movies anyway for that like escapist factor it's 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 like it's an idealized version of how you kind of wish life could be sometimes yeah you don't get the idea that a lot of kids have this existential idea like to express things like that yeah this is our time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. to, to live outside of yourself and but also have like represent like this uh i guess this entity that you've created with your friends and Mm -hmm. and saying things like that our our time is down here and yeah like i don't remember being a kid and having any opportunity to even think of something that profound i think maybe uh, i'd have thoughts of that but i'm like well my friends are far too cynical there's no way i could say this out loud without being made fun of mercilessly (laughs) so yeah yeah. um but yeah you kind of live through the characters a little bit right yeah um which character do you think you were most like in this movie oh good god i mean tangentially unfortunately so i'm probably gonna have to say chunk in a certain sense because i like growing up i was kind of more so in my yeah in my in my middle school years i was kind of i think i had a reputation for being kind of a spaz and just kind of like (laughs) kind of i was kind of clumsy and just okay you know running just i would get a little too excited and things like that i wasn't Mm -hmm. quite clever enough i like now i i identify more closely with mouth i would say but okay, yeah. yeah have you ever seen the movie monster house it's like an animated movie with these three kids who go into like a haunted house it's actually pretty damn funny i really recommend i it. know what movie you're talking yeah. about i think i've gotten it confused with like paranorman probably yeah it, it they look similar but they're like Par- both pretty good movies yeah yeah, yeah. paranormal well, paranorman was a stop motion yeah. movie but and i don't yeah. think it's disney no 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 they're not i think Leica or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Sony, one of those things. But anyway, there's this kid, there's this character in Monster House named Chowder, and Mm -hmm. he's, like, he's pretty much, like, he's pretty much, like, Chunk, but just even more, like, more annoying, like, less endearing. (laughs) But when I went to see that with my friends, they all looked at me, they're like, oh, my God, it's you. I'm like, fuck you guys. But (laughs) since then, I'm like, yeah, I guess. But, yeah, but then again, there's something to be said about 
all of these kids in particular, but I think especially Chunk, who really kind of just, like, all these kids really just march to their own beat, you know? They yeah. all are, they all own who they are. They don't really have any hang-ups or well, the, I self-conscious. Feel like that's they're not super I... self-conscious about it. And, and, you know, maybe, I mean, paralleling to how, how Seville was, you yeah. know? He was like, he knows, they knew what they were about and they own that shit. Exactly, and and I think with friend groups, particularly like all the friend groups I've been in, like I'm in more than one friend group, like mm-hmm. as we speak, and I could easily draw parallels with the Goonies and both friend in both of my friend groups. Like I have you know my friend group, like the ones that are like I've grown up with pretty much. Then I have like the ones from work, like you yeah. guys, and even though we were only at work for one year, like I still. That was our, like, common ground. So, like, I think of... You guys are not work friends, but, like, when I'm thinking of my two friend groups, those are the two friend groups. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's definitely parallels with, you know, we all have different... None of us are the same. None of us try to be like each other. None of yeah. us are trying to copy each other. But I do think we all take advice or we take thoughts or we take, you know, elements of each other into our own lives yeah. when we're away. So, it's, it's very... It's easily relatable, I think, to anyone mm. who has a group of friends. If yeah. you have more than two friends, <laughs> then I think this movie is relatable. <laughs> sure, you know? sure. And, uh, yeah, not everyone has more than mm-hmm. two friends. So, maybe it's... I can't I can't mm. talk too much like that. But I think for me, I think I was maybe most like... Or I think I maybe was most like brand or... Mouth. Okay. Okay. Like, I see that. I'm not as, like... I don't think I'm as brash as, like, mouth is. But I do think I'm as, like, sarcastic or as, like non-caring as maybe brand is without mm-hmm. trying to be like a meathead no like he wasn't yeah that's what i that's that's the other thing like i remember him being more of a lunk and stuff but i was like no nah, he's pretty chill yeah, <laughs> all things yeah. considered like he just was like he's a little reluctant yeah like, he, he doesn't want to have to do all these like but that's the thing actually as you saw i think that's you saw the the high schoolers you know brand steph and uh andy they were a lot more they were i would say they were more scared or more skeptical as he's yeah Compared to compared to the the four the four boys, right? So and I, think and I guess interesting... that makes sense when you're a teenager. Like you're, yeah. I could imagine you're more like self conscious. Yeah, the older like, you get, I would say being like Brand, like he failed his driver's test. Yeah, so he he had he's a chip on his shoulder. Not as rich as this other kids. So like yeah. he doesn't even have his own Troy. car. Like yeah. and you know I could easily see like why he's more not surly, but doesn't give a fuck about what this little brother's doing. Like, yeah. he doesn't give a fuck about treasure when he can't even get his driver's license. Yeah. You know, like, there's more important things to worry about. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God damn it, I gotta go do this. But, uh, yeah, the, but it was kind of, it was kind of realistic. There was, yeah. like, that moment of, like, you know, he's just, he's just benching and he's like, he's like, I know how you feel, Wimp. I'm gonna miss it yeah. here, too. And then they go straight to, like, just, like, fucking with each other mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it's like, there was, there was sort of, like, a true-to-life yeah. honesty there. Yeah. that dynamic. And and even when he, but even when they're like at the restaurant and he finds them, he's still like mm-hmm. being overly protective, yeah. you know, in his actions. And um, I yeah, I, I just relate to I guess his uh his temperament. I mm-hmm. think more than his like what he actually did in yeah. the movie. But yeah, him and like I I think with mouth, I really have the same kind. I, I like his humor. His humor was really oh yeah, funny for sure. It's me, pretty so, funny. It was yeah. a lot funnier than I remember it being. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like he doesn't have to for curse a kid, or nothing. Like, yeah. Like compared to like Stand by Me, like there's a lot of cursing in that movie, but he gives yeah. like uh, Seth from Superbad, I think, a run for yeah, his money. As far as like saying just as much without half, the, without even any of the profanity, mm-hmm. you know, like I think it really is a testament to mm-hmm. the quality of that like mm-hmm. type of character. Then they did mm-hmm. a good job. I don't know. I don't know if I want to Chris Farley this movie up and like, hey, remember this part or remember that? No, not but, so much. I think we kind of. I mean, because again, it, it's not to me. It's not that kind of movie. 
Like, mm. maybe it's because of the pacing, and, like, it just flies by to me at a certain, at a certain clip. Yeah. Like, because it is kind of this race against time where they're just like, we got to get to this. We, we don't even know if this treasure's real, but we got to keep going because there's all these traps, and this crazy family wants to kill us mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but, so, yeah, by the time they get there, the only thing that I wish I had seen, and I'm, I think they shot it. I wouldn't be surprised if Seville saw it himself at some point. Like, you know, when they finally, like, land in the lagoon, they mentioned, like, at the end when... So, apparently, like, there's a whole sequence where they get attacked by a giant octopus. Did you know about that? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end, like, when the reporters are... He mentions the octopus. Yeah, yeah, Data's octopus. like, yeah, there was an octopus. I'm like, what octopus? And so that's... And I'm, I was like, well, this whole movie's pretty damn... Like, it's pretty damn out there. But so the fact that maybe they maybe ultimately they just had to cut it for time because it's pretty long. It's like mm-hmm. two hours, but it's actually a pretty breezy two hours. You know, it is. I remember yeah. like before I put it on, I'm like, man, this movie's pretty long. Mm-hmm. But then when I was watching it, I realized, like, oh, fuck, I'm already like they're it's already brisk. in the cave. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, they already had the well scene. Yeah. And then, oh, she just walked the plank. And, uh, yeah. It went by really fast. Um, what? I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. Was I going to cut you uh, off? No, I. I was gonna. I was, I was gonna say. I think another another secret something. sauce to me that I don't think gets enough shine is the cinematography, because mm. there's some really cool shots in this movie. The the scene when Mouth first comes over uh-huh. to me, like when he walks through the door and they uh-huh. pan through and he's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, to me, that was just like wow, like the that's a really good scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I took note of that. I mean, yeah. there's more, but that was like for some reason. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was. Well, of course, there's that cool. super iconic shot of like the map and just like the tops of their faces yeah. peering over the top of it. But I also really like the shot where, uh, and it's just like, and you can feel that Spielbergian influence. Because um, yeah, I think I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Spielberg ha- had like a really was really involved in the casting because like for for him like yeah because he was he's always been known for just especially his earlier stuff like he's really had a great eye for like casting kid kid Mm -hmm. actors but yeah the when they get to the well i think in that shot where mikey walks through the waterfall and you just see like his whole face is taking up the frame and he's just like in awe. like of course they find out later it's just a wishing well but there's just like there's just something fucking magical (laughs) like the way he comes out the other side and he's just like, oh my God, like, because at that point they thought maybe they found it. I thought his fingerprints were all over it mm-hmm. just because, like, of the casting, like, short round and, like, the dad. Mm-hmm. Well, because, like, the dad's also, like... Yeah, he's dad. a little inventor and everything like that, too. Well, I think, a, yeah, he's also an... Yeah, um, he's like, you're my best inventor. You're my best invention. That was actually really sweet. But, yeah, a good secret sauce for me was the the mom... Mrs. Walsh? With the, the, Fratelli? With the oh, the, yeah, Mama Fratelli. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was this very menacing. Yeah, she's actually pretty scary. And the soundtrack was a big uh-huh. one, like the... Dun, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just when was, they're looking... Yeah, that you just kind of get goosebumps there when they're in the attic and reading all reading the map and everything like to that. Me, that was, to me, that was very Spielberg-esque. Yeah. And without that. even being like... It was like... Without even being like John Williams, like it's still like a really like right. iconic score in a lot of in a lot of spots, yeah. Like, I actually want to get my hands on that soundtrack now, mm-hmm. um, somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I guess, like, this is the chemistry between the kids, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot to go into this movie without it even being a complicated movie. Yeah, like, it's so, so much- simple, but there's just all of these. Again, what's fun is, again, going back to the shit that our friend loved to do, just reading between the lines and kind of wondering what these character, what these kids were like before this 
all happened and, and stuff right. like that and just inquire. Yeah, just trying to make up your own ideas about what these relationships were like and everything like that, you know? Yeah, yeah like they all have definitely known each other for a long time. Yeah. They've all, they're all friends. Yeah. And they all like hate each other in a way. They yeah. all have like their own annoyances with each other. Well, I like, think, again, that's what's also very true to life because it's like you as we've talked about before, it's like in in some in some ways, like as much as you love your closest friends, you also kind of hate them. But it's because of how much you know and love them. <laughs> I think that's all I really kind of have to go off of there. Like I, I, rep- I appreciate this. I've always appreciated this movie, but upon rewatching it, especially in light of in light of you know losing our friend, I I appreciate it a lot more now. And I think about just how much how much it probably meant to him as a kid. Really, with that kind of sense of escape, escapism, he was probably like nine years old when it came out. So yeah, he was like the you know, perfect age to, for this movie. When I'm thinking about it now, like I don't know if I had a movie that like equates what the Goonies might have been for his generation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, we don't really have did, that. What did we have? We didn't really have like a lot of Power kids. Rangers. Not yeah, I know, but not you even know? on that same level or like somewhat plausible adventure movie like that kind of that particular genre of kids film i would say was kind of dead was or like kind of gone yeah or like in in limbo by the time we were by the time we were of that age like we had shit like clock stoppers like snow day i remember that yeah <laughs> like nickelodeon like, all, you know, all that's coming to mind to me like i don't know max keeble's big move like that's those were the sort of movies about kids that we had growing up. Like it was like broader comedies, I would say. It was a very different Not type as much of kids movie. Like yeah. it was more about comedy. Like yeah, I felt this movie was comedic, but it wasn't a comedy. Yeah, um, it yeah. was more like a family adventure movie. Yeah. but it just had funny aspects to yeah, it. It for wasn't sure. a yeah, it wasn't like a drop dead laugh comedy. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's pretty much all that I have to say on it. It is just a good time. Like I don't. I think this is something that that does, and you know, I think he would show this movie or parts of it to the kids that he worked with, even you know, to this day, and you know, in the last few years, and apparently it played pretty well, you know. So I think yeah. there is a real timelessness to this movie. For me, there definitely is, and like even now, now even more, yeah. you know, um, like some of those scenes were making me feel emotional just because like I knew what I was watching and I knew why I was watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing. You know, it, so hit, it hit on a whole different level for it me. It did hit like closer. So, yeah. and I could see like, okay, I mean, hopefully like, I think I'm becoming more aware of themes now that maybe Seville saw. But, yeah, what you he know, saw in it. Right. Rather know? than just seeing an action adventure movie yeah. or just like having a fun time. There's a lot of underlying, you know, themes in that movie that mm-hmm. do hold up today. That, like, um, trying to stay optimistic in the face right. of, like, crazy shit. Or, like, you know, trying to keep your... <clears throat> trying to keep your sort of childlike sense of decency and goodness in people in the world or in yourself, even as the world around you is kind of forcing you to grow up in a certain way, right? right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and especially with things you can't control, yeah. like your parents not being able to afford the house or something and being a helpless kid. Like Mm -hmm. there's definitely things to take home and, and things you could really uh, latch onto. And Mm -hmm. when I was a kid seeing it, it didn't matter. But like now when I'm watching it, like, Oh, maybe my life isn't too hard because like this kid's about to lose his house (laughs) or, you know, like things like that. So, um, I, I I know why like Seville loved this movie so much. And, um, I've always loved it too. Just maybe not as much as I'd, 
thought I did, or mm-hmm. you know, like I'm seeing. I really fucking respect it a lot more. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, for me, that's it. Uh, that's all I have to say about the Goonies. Um, probably like a, a really important episode for us today, and uh, I look forward to more episodes of Two Old Souls. And I think, like, as far as our friend and this movie, I'll never be too old for for this for this stuff. Well said. Hey, you guys. Be good. Take care of yourselves and each other. Peace. Later.